Hello, everyone, and welcome to this new episode of the All New 52 podcast. I'm your host, Joe Schrimmer, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Caleb Bunn. Howdy, howdy. But, oh, no, there are three of me. Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about comics on this podcast from the new to the old to, yeah, it's pretty new-ish, like, relatively, compared to what we've talked, the majority of what we talk about. But so quickly forgotten. <laughs> this is episode 68, and we are talking about Batman 3 Jokers. The anticipated? Question mark? story thread i'm sure some people were looking forward to it i was just excited to see like i was like interesting interesting thread weave it for me jeff okay can you so mobius chair batman sits in the mobius chair in justice league and this is during right before rebirth this yes. is new 52 and he asks what's the name of the joker and the mobius chair is like which one yes but before that in Scott Snyder's run, the Joker was maybe immortal. Yes. Are those things connected? I don't know, man. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. The Pale Man? I don't know. All right. So this is by Jeff Johns with uh, pencils by Jason Fabic and colors by Brad Anderson. And yeah, it's that, it's that story thread of there's three Jokers in the wild. Now what? And then, there, and then after a lot of waiting... And being like, where's the story going to happen? They were like, eh, we're going to slap it with a black label. Yeah. Black label, the places where you get prestige comics, where you get comics that are, uh, you couldn't get away with publishing traditionally, and where they throw Tom King and Jeff Johns to finish problems with their runs. <laughs> yeah. Yes, where all once heralded comic book writers go to have sloppy release schedules with the rest of their books. But this one didn't. This one actually came out like very quickly, surprisingly. Compared to a lot of Black Label books and how delayed they get released. Compared to uh, Doomsday Clock. That wasn't Black Label. No, but that was Jeff Johns. <laughs> and that was the holdup on this, was because Doomsday Clock took so long. Yeah. So we, we've set the scene. We have our players, three of them, on each side. You have the clown, the criminal, and the... Comedian. It? Comedian. Yes. And then you have the Batman, the Batgirl, and the one I don't like. Yeah, we'll talk about him. Good old Red Hood. Good old Red Hood. We, we both came into reading this for the podcast with an open mind. I came, I, I got this when it came out, and you were like, I don't want to touch this. What? Yeah, I didn't think about it. Like, <laughs> like, I was reading Batman at the time, and it just seemed completely irrelevant to what was going on in that. So I was like, eh, who cares? Which is why I got exiled to Black Label. Yeah, yeah. And it's also just based on what I think is kind of a boring mystery box. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care if there are three Jokers. I think there are one Joker is too many most of the time. So, yeah, I'm, I, I'd agree with you on that. I got problems with it. I, we'll, we'll talk about everything that there's talk about with this. There's, um, it starts out, Batman's beating up some thugs. And then there's like, oh, the Jokers killed this crime family. Then Batgirl's working out, breaking, I guess she's running too fast. She's running too fast on the treadmill. <laughs> on the treadmill. And then there's a, oh, the Joker killed a comedian. And then uh, Red Hood's also beating up guys. And then, oh, Joker did some other stuff. And I was like, wait a minute. Three Jokers. Which Batman already knows at this point. Yes. And they keep talking about, like, who's the real Joker? I'm like, doesn't matter. They're all doing bad things. <laughs> Why don't you catch all of them? Mm -hmm. And this leads through a series of I don't know. I don't know if you call them twists as much as it is Joker's 
plural have a lot of steps planned out and Jason Todd is really throwing off the hunt for it because subtlety he does not have. They're trying to tact make he does not have. They're trying to make a better Joker. And could it be Jason? Nah. It should be Joe Chill. That character who's definitely a character and not, you know a plot device. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about it. Uh yeah. But I, I'm coming out this with much more like derision in my t- voice than I actually have for it. Because the thing is, I'm gonna forget this once we hit stop on the on, <laughs> on the audio thing. Let's talk about the art. Because I think that's something we can both get behind. I really like it. I think it's it's exactly what black label art should like strive to be. Like super high quality, not something you're gonna get in a monthly series. Like it's all there. Yeah, the pencils are excellent. The colors are really good. They really pop. It's not super interesting in any one aspect, but it's technically very proficient. It's it's a very house style, but it's about as detailed and like exquisite that you can get with just doing that house style. I do think the layouts are pretty boring. This is doing the nine panel thing that we've yeah, seen before, but they they change it up. And so like you'll get the middle three panels will be like one long panel or like, you know, something like that, but it keeps that page layout. So it doesn't have the thing that miracle man had for me where the formalism, like Mr. Miracle, Mr. Miracle. Yeah. Where the formalism built on itself here. It just is like, well, we're going to do this because important comics have nine panels, but that's boring. So we're going to change it up sometimes, but six perhaps <laughs> that just makes it more boring in my opinion. It's like, well, if you're not going to stick to nine panels, then just do a different layout. When I was rereading it, I was like, oh, no, do they do nine panels the entire time? And then they started changing it. So I was I was happy with that. I don't like nine panels consistently. I mean, I think, you know, the thing is, like, it doesn't totally work for me, but I respect the dedication to it. Like there is it is it creates a rhythm Mm -hmm. here. There is no rhythm being created with that format so why are you limiting yourself i think it's just because this is what important comics do which is kind of my overall thing with this book is it's like very pessimistic against it well everything they're doing is like this is what an important batman story does without really understanding why okay can you start off with some positives no really i could i yeah no okay I'll carry this half. I actually like this story. <laughs> it's got problems. It has like a ton of problems that drag it down. But um, starting off, I like at least Batgirl's. Like most of everything she has to do, aside from the relationship Jason's trying to get in with her towards the end of this. But everything else they got going with Batgirl, I'm a fan of. What is that? Because I... I don't think that any of the characters have that much going on here. So, like, what what were the moments that, that worked with Batgirl? Well, they they specifically have like moments where like they're like having to deal with whatever their trauma the Joker has inflicted on them, and you you get just a lot of like good scene and like like aesthetic building, not aesthetic, um, like atmosphere building around Batgirl, where like she still has a bunch of stuff from when she was paralyzed in her apartment. Um, she has it's it's a very brief moment with. Uh, Gordon, but you're led to believe Gordon doesn't know that she's Batgirl, and she's like, "Well, yeah," <laughs> and that's a nice little moment with her. I like the stuff 
when she's talking to Jason and Jason's not talking back to her, I think she is written very well. And it's just nice to see. It's You don't see, I don't know, I haven't been reading Batman in a while, but I know a big complaint about modern Batman is that he doesn't spend enough time with the Bat family. Well, he, he has his buddy Ghostmaker. Yeah, I know, he, he has, he has all the OCs he hangs out with. <laughs> oh, it's not all the OCs. It's Ghostmaker. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it, it was nice, like, huh, classic Batman uh, Bat family team up. And one that you, I don't think you really get Batgirl with Batman anymore. If you do get Batman with someone, it's going to be a Robin. Um, You do in White Knight. That's true. Uh, that's what I was thinking about during this. Um, but in in modern continuity, she's kind of still running operations and stuff. She's she can go into the field, but she's mainly Oracle. So yeah, she gets, like switches between the two a lot. Yeah, so she she has a little bit more presence. But it is one of those things where Batman will turn off the comm and then go hang out with his buddy. Yeah, I also like she's not super sexed up in this, which, eh. There are a couple poses where it's like, that's definitely a TNA pose. There's a shower scene and they get that as like clean as they can without any like tantalizing stuff. And I'm like, that's refreshing. Yeah. Her as Barbara, I don't think there's anything. Yeah. But as there are some action moments with her as Batgirl that are like, oh, this is some 90s style posing. Her back should not been that way. Yeah. I guess if you get shot, you can bend that way. So, I really like the closure that uh, they do with Joe Chill and stuff. I think for as dumb as the plot of turning him into the Joker can be, and I don't think they were actually ever planning on turning him into like an actual Joker, but um, I really like just the, like, it's not a knot that needed to be tied by any means, but it's something that like I think really works in the moment. This this has tact in some places. This one might this one might be a, a, a talking point, and but they've done this in so much other media where the Joker knows who Bruce Wayne is. He yeah. doesn't care. Yeah, that's fine. Ba- and I'm fine with Batman knowing who Joker is, and it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, like it's it's just about the Joker and Batman, not about the people who they are behind the masks. Granted, Batman's saying I'm Batman. To I figured it out in a week. Well, it does make it. Very confusing then that uh he would ask that question in the Mobius chair. <laughs> I well I what they're trying to do there is because the Mobius chair thing is it's it's Batman testing it. It's Batman saying, does it actually know oh, everything? Okay. That's the Mobius chair thing. It's not it's not Batman being like, maybe it can figure out something I don't know. No, he's testing something that's like there's no way oh, I feel like any, anybody else knows anything. I feel like there are some better questions there are, you could ask them. You know, there are, but Jeff Johns did not write write down that question. He wrote down this question. Uh, he wrote down the question that he knew editorial would like. I'm trying to think of other stuff. I was reading this and having a pleasant time with it. Oh, I've got a positive. Okay. Uh it's three issues. It tells its story really well in three issues. Like I feel like it there's not more that's left on the table and it doesn't feel stretched. Yeah. I, I would be pretty sad if it felt stretched over three <laughs> issues. Well, yeah, it's three issues and it's a small, it's a small scale story. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's big bombastic moments happening, but it's not, there's nothing world ending. It's just, it's just a Joker like scheme. You could handle this in a much less bloody episode of the animated series. <laughs> Although it'd be a Joker episode, so it wouldn't be good. Some of his are okay. The one where he tries, he gets mad at the casino because they've stolen his likeness. That one's funny. 
there's some weird callbacks that like don't make sense and like are really weird like the the uh, dwarf that shows up but there's a smiling shark so i forget about it because the smiling shark is really goofy <laughs> and i love it yeah sometimes you don't need to flex your knowledge of deep cut characters very nick spencer move it's like i've yeah. read all the comics i've read all the comics but i only care about the ones that came out when i was a kid yeah my name's jeff johns at the end of the day it doesn't like this does feel like editorial it does feel like oh here's a thread that i made that i didn't really know where i was going to go with but by the time it's wrapped up it's like okay it doesn't matter that there were three jokers it never mattered that there were three jokers or whatever it's a really good way to enter into my positive or my negatives are you are we good to jump this in comic there? doesn't matter yeah this comic, the last issue, like, basically negates its existence or its need for existing. Yeah. The status quo doesn't really change. I guess it kind of changes for Red Hood, but this is in its own pocket universe, so it doesn't matter. Like, he goes and he pulls a Jesse from the end of El Camino, but I'm like, <laughs> difference is, is, I've had five seasons to like Jesse. I. You've had, you've had 15 to still not care about Red Hood because he will never be developed. Man, I, I... That's my problem with Red Hood is that it seems like they're like trying to give him a chance here to like finally be not like super angsty and then they don't do anything to actually change it. They try to get him to hook up with Barbara, which was never going to happen. They do that letter thing, which, okay, he's saying it's like, okay, maybe we don't have to be in a relationship or whatever, but then it just falls. So it, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And maybe the Joker picks it up. Is that supposed to be the Joker? That that was a fan theory I heard when this first came out. Oh, it's the only fan theory I heard when this came out. Okay, I'm glad this didn't get a bunch of like theories after the fact. It's just it's just, it's just a nice tight story. Well, so you say it's a nice tight story. I say it doesn't matter. Because no, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. And that's why nobody cared about it. That's why there weren't videos about it once it came out. I mean, I heard people talking about when issue one came out. Mm -hmm. But by the time issue three came out, it's like no one's really invested in this resolution because maybe batman gets like a little bit of closure with joe chill but like i also don't think batman thinks about joe chill that much i i just that is something that was very impactful the act of killing but i always think the thing is it doesn't the person who kills the waynes doesn't matter mm -hmm. because they just represent the entire problem with the city so batman like realizing that this one person regretted his action i don't think what's that supposed to change with him the problem is still there gotham is still bad he's still going to be batman mm -hmm. is it going to give him more empathy i don't i don't think it needs to necessarily give him more empathy or anything i don't think it needs to it's just a it's just a nice little book close it sort of rhymes is what you're saying it doesn't rhyme what does it rhyme with no just like it's this happened at the beginning of Batman's story. This happens at the end. No, I want to see what changes with the character. No, I mean, I do have a problem with like, you don't get really any development with the heroes of this story. Yeah. That, I mean, that is a gripe with it, but I, I'd rather they give this closure with Joe Chill than he dies and it means nothing. Well, what, what closure is Joe Chill? It's not like there were dangling plot threads with Joe Chill. No one cares about him. He's just a name. Yeah, I, I, but he like theoretically means something to Batman. Does he? Because he never has. <laughs> and if he has, it's been an adaptation. You haven't seen episode 10 of or episode eight of season three of Harley Quinn. No, 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 no. If 
it has like in an adaptation it has made the story worse because the person who kills the Waynes shouldn't matter I mean they're just trotting out a name yeah. a name that people will recognize and I'm, I'm like I'm not saying any of this so that you like have a change of heart about it I'm glad you enjoyed these um, but they're, they're like they fall in line with like any other Batman stories. My thing, this could come in just the middle of a run. That's the problem I have with it. It is so like streamlined editorial that it is just, it's nothing. It's a, it's like not even a gust of air because if a gust of air could maybe blow a leaf over or something, this is stagnant. This is a room. That's a vacuum. Nothing will change. Nothing will ever change. We'll just keep trotting out the same stories. Hey, what do you know about Joker? Smiling fish? Here's a reference to the smiling fish. Here's a reference to killing joke. It's just all references like made into this Frankenstein of a story where nothing changes. At the end, the status quo remains. It doesn't matter that there were three Jokers because now there's just one. Okay, Caleb, well, that's an excellent thesis on modern comics in general. <laughs> well, and yeah, no, but the thing is, like I said, I was reading Tinian's Run when this came out. Mm-hmm. Tinian's Run does Joker War. Joker War has a lot of similarities to what's going on here, like even with the theater and stuff like that. That's very similar to a set piece in Joker War. Mm-hmm. But Joker War actually goes somewhere. But will it? Like, it's not going to leave. It doesn't, in it. it doesn't matter because it goes somewhere in that story. Well, the problem is this is a Black Label book then. But Black Label books tell complete stories. Like, And this was a complete story. Yeah, but it's a complete story where nothing changes in the world. Nothing is affected. Nothing interesting happens. It's just things are there to remind you of other stories. And in a lot of cases, other stories that I don't like. Killing Joke doesn't really hold up. No. It's a good it's a good Joker story. It's a terrible Batgirl or Batman story. It reminds me of things with Red Hood. I don't like Red Hood. I don't think they have ever justified bringing him back in an interesting way. No, the first story arc where he came back was like, oh, wow, that's a that's a good idea. And then and then they never went anywhere with it and they never progressed the character outside of I'm still mad. Yeah. So I just it's frustrating because this is everything wrong with superhero comics. And I feel like. Like, you can't just say that this is what all superhero comics are like. This is the worst possible option because it's not, like, so awful that I'm scratching my head and trying to figure out. It's not good where I'm being, like, emotionally invested or intrigued by it. It's just nothing. It's boring. I've brought you down to my level. It's not happening. This was the real joke, Caleb. (laughs) I don't know. It's just, I'm glad you liked it, man, but I just, what can you say about a comic that has nothing to say? I don't think everything needs to have a big bombastic meaning. No, I don't. I don't think this needs to be like, this is the definitive story with the Joker going back to Joker war. I don't think that's the definitive story about the Joker. I think that says something. I think it's some fun, light entertainment, not light because it's the Joker and he's doing, you know, mass war crimes and stuff. But which version of the Joker is it? The criminal (laughs) (laughs) stories don't have to mean something. They don't have to be like social commentary or whatever. That sounds like what you're saying. But I do think they need to have a point. I think they need to either challenge our hero's beliefs and they have to stand firm or our hero has to face something that they should change. Those are the two things that story can do. And this does nothing. It's not even fun. Like for me, at least like I'm reading right now, I'm, uh, reading the 30th issue of uh, the New Mutants run. It's the 40th anniversary special. And that's all like the characters just telling stories that, you know, like retroactive stories. 
it's not gonna have any effect on the run really doesn't add too much to the original run either but it's fun i'm having a good time with characters i like i'm not doing that here this is coming down to taste though every opinion comes down to taste oh yes there is no objective truth no there is no objective truth i'm just explaining why i think this is bad (laughs) okay that's okay a lot of the time when you do one of these uh like takedowns (laughs) on a comic you 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 come at it at these with these uh a comic must do this thing instead of i want a comic to do this yeah you use more objective language i guess but that's with all that's like the nature of all criticism i guess it's like when you read like a movie review and they're like this thing does this so the viewer is well that's not what the viewer necessarily is gonna do but you can't get that nitpicky with language that's just semantics at the end of the day that's a personal growth thing I've been trying to deal with. No, I think in I, my past. I think you always come at it with the perspective that this is like this just represents what frustrates me about comics. Mm-hmm. But like I think I hope we have earned enough goodwill with 68 episodes that people understand that we're willing to hear other perspectives. With the amount of times we <laughs> disagree. That's true. I just yeah, like I don't have anything else to say about this comic. I kind of expected this is where you would fall with it. I wish I was angrier. Like, I wish I was, because I feel like I was angrier at Doomsday Clock. And I had a much better okay, well, time. Okay, Doomsday, Doomsday Clock, Clock was longer, and it wasted way more time. It was better. Uh, we're not talking about Doomsday Clock. All right. Doomsday Clock wasted way more time, though. and was also trying to, like, tie in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. This, I mean, you're right. It came and went like a wet fart. It will never matter. That's not true. It's getting a sequel. Three or Jokers. Six Jokers. Three, three more Jokers. Three Cubed. <laughs> jokers Cubed. That'd be Jokers 9. Oh, uh, well, you know, there's actually a lot more than three Jokers in this. Because, like 32 at some yeah, point, at one point. A lot of Jokers. I don't know. Do you get burnt out on the Joker? I don't read Batman comics. But just like in Batman in general and other adaptations, do you think he's used too much? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's been very relaxing that he hasn't shown up since Joker War. I've been oh, a big fan give it, of that. Give it six months. Yeah. Someone will do something with him. Well, and like, if you can do something with him, be good. That's cool. I just don't think that if, I don't think a definitive Batman story needs any particular villain. And there are so many interesting rogues that I'm like, why are we keeping going back to this one? Especially one who has such like, yeah, it is the direct opposite view of Batman. But like, there are only so many ways you can explore chaos as a motivation yeah comes down to a problem of a character existing for a hundred years well but that's i think that's interesting that's something this comic maybe could have done where it explores how motivations change over time it doesn't do that no it doesn't no one asked for that plot thread when it got brought up yeah because it's something that would only appeal to an editor Mm -hmm. it's something that you could say in a boardroom that people would you know be all excited about i don't care about it but I also just don't have a huge negative reaction to it. I mean, I'm, I'm just like, ma- it's a fine Batman story. It fits in with like probably a billion other Batman stories where it exists. Yeah. I'm just bored by it. Yeah, that's fair. I wish I was angrier. And so starts the burnout arc. <laughs> no, no, no. This won't burn me out on comics. I've read, I've read much worse. I've read much better. But you know, ultimately, I, I like, I do feel like this was a waste of time, but you know, it's not like, I'm going to get mad at it for that. Mm-hmm. But what do you have for me? Well, what's, do you have anything based off of this? 
yeah, yeah. Uh, go into a like a, a a randomizer and do like one to seven hundred, and pick a number and read that Batman story. It probably has as much impact on the lore as this one does. Yeah, chance like algorithmically right wise. Yeah, I mean the best Joker story we've read is probably Curse of the White or not Curse of the not White Curse, Knight. just no, White no, Knight. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, Curse of the White Knight's better than this, but oh, that did something. There was impact on the world. Characters change. Impact doesn't mean it. Bit, just because there's impact doesn't mean it's good. This is just something we're gonna have to disagree with. I want. I. I. No, I think the episode's over. I think we'll just talk in circles here. But I think there is an interesting difference in how we approach stories in our reactions to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I'd say read White Knight because that explores like multiple ideas of the Joker with there only having to be one Joker. Mm-hmm. And it does two Harleys, which is a better way of doing this premise. That's one less. That's one less than the three Jokers. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the third Harley can be punchline. Oh, okay. Uh, Joe, what's our next? What's the number of our next? Uh, 69. Nice. <laughs> Sex Criminals, Volume 1, by Matt Fraction and Chip Zdarsky. Okay. I've known for a long time that this would be our 69th episode. And you know what? Two, I... two writers that are heralded in the modern comic book day. One who I've never read anything from. One who I've read two things from and did not enjoy either of them. You didn't like Zdarsky? Or not, you didn't like Zdarsky. You haven't read any of Zdarsky? Nope. Huh, interesting. I figure he would have written Spider-Man at some point. He wrote Spectacular. I oh, read Spectacular. Okay. Well, I think Zdarsky's just the artist here. Oh, even more interesting. Yeah, but uh, I hear, all jokes aside, I do hear that this is a very nice comic. I hear it. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear it's very good, so I'm excited to get into it. And I love Fraction. So. And Zdarsky's good, too. Well, Caleb, not every, every episode can be a banger. Not like every comic can be a banger or have an impact. This episode will go down as one of the episodes of the podcast of all time. Not just one of them. The 68th. The 68th <laughs> episode of all time of the All-New 52. And you can make more episodes have an impact. By rating and reviewing us on the podcast platform of your choice, giving us five stars, feeds the algorithm, gets us up in the chart. More people can have the same hatred-fueled apathy towards this comic that Caleb has. I don't hate it. That would be saying too much good about the comic. I know, you ha- your, your hatred that fuels hate the it. apathy for it. Hate is not involved here. Hate can be a sign that there is something going on. You, listener, can come to that decision. And then we'll be back for the nice episode. See you then.